Welcome to another episode of The Best Take here on 106.7 KZLXLP Maryville. I am your principal. Uh, his name is uh, Vern. Is that right? From the uh, movie? Isn't it know. Wormer? Vern. I think it's Wormer. No, Wormer's Wormer? uh, the dean in Animal House. Oops. Well, I am the principal, and I, <laughs> I've gathered you all here in this library uh, because it's detention on a Saturday. No! Do you guys know why you're here? <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where somebody else is supposed to take over. <laughs> we rehearsed this, guys. I sold a woman on Craigslist, and she didn't like it. No, no, no. <laughs> I met a woman on Craigslist, and I liked it. What? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yo, think I'm high. <laughs> well, I've I've gathered you all in this library um, because it's Saturday detention, and we have uh, we have with me a stop stop. I'm trying to do a thing. Uh, with me is the the jock Kyle Harris. I definitely thought I'd be the jock. But that's no, okay. no, you're not. No, I'm actually going by Abe Froman for this episode. <laughs> What is going on? <laughs> and with me, I have a a uh, a princess, Wes oh. Wesley Ellington. Thank you for that. Um, I feel royal with cheese. Nothing. Damn it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Cody. And then I then I have a, a basket case behind me. I'm Cody. <laughs> Alright, well this didn't really go as planned, but um <laughs> Hey you guys wanna know something crazy? Yeah. What? You guys ready to like get into me? Pause. I'm ready. Get, okay. I'm ready to get into Get into us. you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've never seen Breakfast Club. Oh really? So this wow. is just gobbledygook. Oh too. my gosh, yeah. <laughs> so this <laughs> this probably doesn't make any sense. At all. All oh, I know shoot. is a little fist pump, the dance they do. Um and they're all from different backgrounds, and the one dude has long hair, and he's like a rebel with a long coat. And a cause. A long coat. Well, it's also probably confusing to our audience as to why we're making so many Breakfast Club That's true. and Ferris Bueller references. It's because today we are talking about John Hughes films, yes, sir. and there's a lot of them. John Hughes was a uh, pretty famous uh, uh producer, director, writer for coming-of-age films. And you've probably heard a lot of these, um, Home Alone, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Weird Science, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and more importantly, The Breakfast Club, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And so what we tried to do at the beginning of this podcast was to give you a nice introduction, and um, that's why you uh, pre-plan, folks, you know? That fell apart. We did pre-plan. That's all right, because you've never seen the movie. That's true. You know? so. That's true. All right, well, our real names are Kyle Harris. Indeed. Hello. We have Cody Nance. Hi. And then we have the Princess Wesley Ellington. Howdy. I'm your host, Will Linder. So today's Cody's birthday. Hey. We're recording this on September 12th. It's also Louis C.K.'s birthday, but that's not important. Paul Walker. And it would be Paul Walker's birthday, but um, other circumstances abide by that. Now, <laughs> I, mean, I guess it's still it was his birthday. Yeah. yeah, like it didn't change when he passed away. No. Um, Paul Walker, yo. Uh, you've never seen 16 Candles, Cody. That's right. And I'm just, my mom would kill you probably because it's one of her favorite movies. No, no, no. I told you, I told you, I saw the Disney Channel remake. That doesn't count. With, with Bailey from Sweet Life on Deck. Hey, yo, that's a tough movie though. <laughs> yeah, no, because literally like 
I watched because I heard about that one before I saw the original. Same. Because like you know when did that come out like 2011 maybe 2010. I mean it was like towards the end of Sweet Life on Deck. So, so maybe yeah. like 14, 13, yeah. something like that. But I remember watching that and I was like, oh this is nice. And my mom was like, you didn't watch the original. And I was like, I didn't know there was one, so I watched it on Netflix. Um, yeah. Is this 16 Wishes? Is that what it's supposed to be? Potentially. Most likely. Uh, 16 Wishes is not 16 Candles, but... Yeah, no, she gets, like, superpowers in that movie. Like, she... the ability to change time and space. Hold up, hold up, hold up. So you're saying that in 16 Candles she does not get... No. No. What's the point of the, there being 16 Candles, then? The, I thought the whole point of the movie was she blows out one candle... And then she gets the wish granted. And no. that's how she gets with the super popular There's guy. There's 16 candles because it's her 16th birthday. That's as deep as it needs to be. And oh, everybody for- so much lamer. <laughs> and everybody forgot her birthday because she uh, is is going under the radar as a teenage girl. Her, her older, you know, much more beautiful sister is getting married to a guy. And the marriage is going on all dur- during her birthday, you know. And so it's like... What does 16 Wishes have to offer that 16 Candles doesn't have, you know? Magic, Super I guess. Superpowers. <laughs> and uh, what's her name? Debbie Ryan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's she's nice. Better than, better than Molly Ringwald, I'd say. Ooh. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't think <laughs> I agree. But, um, well, I'm 16 Candles. I'm not a fan of 80s hairdos. So oh, you're not? Yeah. Okay. Well, 16 Candles <laughs> is from, I think, 1985. And... Uh, it's usually a, a good staple to like the John Hughes, um, I guess. I I, I want to say like all the films are somewhat connected and stuff, but it's not necessarily true. Um, They're connected mostly in the sense that they all have the same actors. A group that went by the the title the Brat Pack. So you have Anthony Michael Hall, Molly Ringwald, Judd Nelson, Emilio Estevez, uh, a couple other people that were just in like most of his movies. Um, and so that gives them this like cinematic universe esque quality, uh, but I don't think they're connected, like in terms of you know like does this story exist in the other movies world? I don't think that was ever intentional. Hmm. And then like they all take place in Chicago, yes, sir. Like, yes. the the Woo-hoo. the upper northwest side or something, Hometown. you know. So and yeah, you're from Chicago, indeed. Yeah. Awesome. Like but, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is like uh, like a religious sort of event, like it is. Like, it's one of the biggest movies. Like, every time uh, that movie is on, like, USA or cable, it's like everyone that is a Chicagoan stops in their tracks and enjoys that movie for at least an hour and a half until the parade, and then after that, it kind of slows down, so you kind of chill out. But, I mean, that movie is so, like, popular, not just within my family, just just in Chicago in general, just because it's so good. Man, it's so good. I think think that's probably one of my favorite John Hughes flicks, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, for sure. You know? It's just it's a feel good movie, you know. Have do you guys know the conspiracy behind it? Please tell. Okay, so Ooh. for those of you who uh, who do not know this movie, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is about this eccentric character named Ferris, and he's quite popular around his school and stuff. And uh, he decides to fake uh, a sickness for just one day, and uh, he skips school to go out to have like a really fun day in the city of Chicago with his. Uh, you know, to his his buddy Cameron and then his uh, girlfriend Sloane, you know. Um, but there is a conspiracy theory well, that... He's dead, right? Well, not necessarily. Um, it's... The whole thing was made up inside his friend's... Oh, right. Yeah. In, inside his friend's head, Cameron. 
Okay. And it kind of makes sense. I've heard another conspiracy theory, and I like it better because it involves one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, really? Ferris Bueller is actually the Flash, and Sloane <laughs> Peterson is Wonder Woman. <laughs> no, 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 no. Cameron is uh, Edward Norton in Fight Club. Oof. Explain uh, this one. Please. So, oh, like, um, don't do this to he me. He has Cody. a similar, like, he has a similar personality, just like going wrong with what society says and everything, and then he has that snapping moment when he wrecks the car, right? Okay. That's, yes. That's when, that's when Edward Norton Feigl had a snapping moment. If you are sad, you are Edward Norton in Fight Club. <laughs> there are no exceptions. And they look alike. <laughs> Where is my mind? <laughs> I don't know. I think it needs a little bit more support because um, there is more support. I just don't remember it very well. You know, I will say though, like after um, I heard that conspiracy, like maybe three or four years ago, something like that, and I actually watched the movie with that in mind, and it kind, it really does sort of fit like it. You know what I mean? Because if you kind of see him at the beginning of the film, he's like super kind of like out. I mean, obviously he's sick, but he's like, um, you know, he, he seems like he's off even more so than usual, I guess, because Ferris is really trying to cheer him up and stuff like that. So it does seem like it's like almost like a part of his. I guess subconscious trying to like cheer him up and you know bring him some happiness I guess you know what I mean take him out of his comfort zone that's what it definitely kind of seems like honestly Alan Ruck the actor who plays uh, Cameron in the movie was actually 29 years old playing a high school student <laughs> oh, that's Lord. insane yeah but you know what's crazy about that what's I crazy just, about that I saw him in a movie recently and he looked like 60 or 70 so I'm like that does make sense yeah <laughs> you know if he was like playing a if he was 30 playing a, a like a 16 year old in what 1985 was it 86 86 yeah he's in a succession that uh show on hbo i don't know what he plays but i don't know he's been in speed and twister apparently sierra burgess is a loser the netflix original movie (laughs) you know what they actually are referring to him as the uh, succession star alan ruck um he he was on like imdb a couple times oh and he was on cnn pretty recently because he did like the anniversary of ferris bueller's day off nice. it looks like he's doing pretty well he was born in 1956 holy mm-hmm. which is just weird <laughs> wow yo how old is uh matthew broderick he's like 60 now he's yeah. getting up there matthew broderick's uh 58 58 wow that's, wow. that's a t- like a 20 year difference between he them, does man. not look 58 no he looks good man. he looks pretty good for 58 yeah and then uh sloan uh, it's uh, Mia Sara. Is she dead? No, no, no. She's uh, 53. I, for some mm-hmm. reason, I felt like, why are the women always so much younger? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I think it's just... <laughs> she uh, might have been actually 17 when that was filmed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, uh, if we did the math, I'm pretty... Oh. 1967 to, like, what, 19, 1986, I think, is when first movie so came 19? out. Yeah, probably around then. And he was... Tw- <laughs> and wow. she's only supposed to be, like, 17 yeah. in the film, so... Okay. Everybody on their cars, spoilers alerts for Fight Club. <laughs> How many times have you spoiled Fight Club before? Put your man? earmuffs on if you have not seen Fight Club. <laughs> or have it gotten spoiled several times because of this. Okay, Go so the theory is that Ferris was Cameron's first Tyler Durden. Continue. Right. So, like, he's everything. Ferris is everything Cameron wants to be. Okay. He wants to be popular. He wants to be able to just do things without caring about the th- the fact that he's doing them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, that's the theory. Is that's, that everything? That's, yeah. that's, that's the whole thing. There's layers. <laughs> <laughs> that goes that a was lot the whole deeper. thing. 
I'm not, I'm not really sure, man. You know, Timon from The Lion King is actually Tyler Durden. He sees Puma as exactly who he wants to be. <laughs> like, literally any character that's different from another, it's like, ah, that must be. Like, come on, bro. I think that Cameron imagines Ferris Bueller in his head um, for everything that he wants to do within his own life of adolescence, yeah. okay? So when they're going to a baseball game in the middle of the day, right. you know, it's something that Cameron would usually not do. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. even, like, dance in parades and such, right. even though, actually, Cameron doesn't do that. He wants he to there. do that, at yeah. least, to dance with a bunch of... Um, was it like a German parade or something? It was it, it was something like yeah, German heritage like, yeah, one. Like I don't German know. Heritage mm-hmm. At least it looked like it. I'm not really. And for sure. some reason, they they did twist and shout, which John yeah. Hughes is a huge Beatles fan. And in fact, there's uh, I read a trivia thing on IMDb at some point that there's like four different characters in his movies that all end up singing Beatles songs. So like um, I forget the name of the redheaded guy from some kind of wonderful, uh, but he sings a Beatles song and then. There was one in 16 Candles. I think John Cryer's character, Ducky, is like caught singing a Beatles song at some point. Just kind of like a common thread there. And apparently, um, I guess I guess Kyle can share like this other trivia thing that he was sharing me sharing with me before this podcast. Um, it's about that teacher, you know, Bueller, Bueller. Well, yeah. uh, the guy's name is Ben Stein, and I think it's kind of a matter of like public knowledge that he's like super duper conservative. Like he writes books on like Republican politics, uh, but he got into the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off because he and John Hughes had like a common friend who was a high-ranking official in the Nixon administration. Oh my gosh! John Hughes is like super Republican, I guess. Uh, so yeah, Richard Nixon is like in a roundabout way, responsible for one of the most iconic scenes in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I think you just kind of ruined the film for me a little bit. <laughs> um, the fact that Nixon had his fingers all over <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day that's tough, man. At least it's not Reagan, though. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, well, you know, Reagan, I think, was president around this time. So yeah, no, I no. guess in a weird way, maybe the Republican Party is just like very, very tight knotted with John Hughes films and we just don't know about it. Maybe. Yeah. Another conspiracy. I mean, I can keep ruining the movie for you if you want. Jeffrey I... Jones, the principal, the redheaded man who's also in like Amadeus and a bunch of really good eighties movies. Yeah. They busted him like five or six years back for child pornography. Ah. One of the earliest, like I wouldn't even call him like me too, because that's such like a different crime, but definitely canceled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably not good, but also... Probably. probably <laughs> Will won't comment until probably he has examined all the facts. <laughs> no, 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 that's terrible. But, I mean, shoot, like, that dude looked kind of creepy, no, you no, know? Right. Especially, like, when, when he gets older. So yeah, this happened dude. in 2002, so he gets, like, kind of fatter. Yeah. I mean, he's got this wide face and this horrible mustache and this receding hairline. He looks creepy. Yeah, he's I can't, I can't exactly what I've seen him in recently. Well, not recently, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, for the... In, since Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where he looks like that old, and I feel like I've seen him since then in something. Yeah, and the problem is, is he's like a really good actor, you know. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, horrible person it seems, but hey, you know what it is. Speaking of weird sexual stuff, oh, oh. weird science. <laughs> weird Who's seen science? it? I have not. It's Cody been a has seen it. Long time. Cody sees it's it been a while. while. Cody really likes it. 
Anthony Michael Hall. Um, who who's the I lady don't know in the who film? Kid is. There was a there was the TV series too in like '94, but there was a TV series. There was every briefly. successful movie from the '80s had either like a Saturday morning cartoon or like a half season run on ABC primetime. Yeah, I low feel like I would love to see a Ferris Bueller's um, cartoon. I would love that. Do you know Robert Downey Jr.'s in Weird Science? Yep, he plays Ian. Yep, That's very cool. young. He's one of the bullies. He uh, drops a little smoothie on on Anthony Michael Hall's head. Does he talk the same? He's like, I'm gonna drop a smoothie on your head. Kind of. What? That's your Robert Downey Jr. impression. <laughs> yeah, that I thought weird. that was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I thought that was pretty good. Like, he's not at, at Iron Man level yet, oh, okay. but if you've seen him in anything else, yeah. At uh, Iron Chapman. Man level? Like, in terms of star power? Like, in terms of snarkiness. And, oh, okay. He has kind of it. been typecast lately now. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I saw him in Charlie Chapman. That was fun. That was a cool movie. Yeah, man. Well, going back to Weird Science, it's these movie about these two unpopular teenagers um, who can't really find acceptance within their community of high schoolers. So they um, they create a women a woman <laughs> <laughs> via via their computer, and uh, the living breathing creation is a gorgeous woman uh, named Lisa, and that's played by uh, Kelly LeBrock. LeBrock, yeah. What's she been in? Uh, nothing like too uh, big. Magazines. A lot of like B magazines. action movies. I think she was a, like a big model at the time. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. She'd be like the Jenny McCarthy of the '80s, maybe, if that makes sense. Uh, oh, <laughs> I thought you were <laughs> referring to the modern like Jenny McCarthy today. No, <laughs> it's no. like I'm like ah. For some reason, I heard Jesse McCartney, and I'm like, <laughs> how is that? Apt. Also apt. This woman, Kelly LeBrock, did record uh, a song for Halloween Town High. So they have. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm not really sure this movie would fare very well with today's age. I'm not. I'm not sure. Okay, um, it's really funny. Some, so on IMDb, some of the uh, there, you can do these like plot keywords and stuff. And so I'm just going to read a couple. So blue panties, breasts growing, nudity, bare breast, teen comedy, and then that's it. <laughs> like I'm just okay, but ooh. that lasts for like one second. But that's what everybody talks about during the film. Is it? Mostly. It's is interesting. It? I don't really know anything else about the film, you know. I think a big reason you couldn't do it today is because people know a little bit more about technology. <laughs> and maybe they were smarter in the 80s and I'm just undervaluing their intelligence. But, like, the idea of, like, yeah, come on. We'll just enter these 25 keys in the computer and a woman will pop out. Like, that yeah. was cool in the 80s because it was, like, computers. What can't they do? Right. To be you know fair, I mean? they hack into NASA to do it. Sure. There you go. It's like it's like war games, except if they were two like incels, you know. <laughs> but I, I like don't remember. And Cody, it sounds like you know more about this. I don't remember any input. Like it's not like they needed a body or they needed this or that. Like they just pushed they the buttons. They hooked up. And it no, came they out. needed a doll. A doll. Yes. Okay, like a Barbie um, doll. Yeah. Oh. They needed. They were. Oh, they had to put bras on top of their heads. Okay. Um, they had to do something else, <laughs> and something about a microwave. Okay. They put the doll in the microwave and shut it, and then they call dial like NASA's number, and then like put another phone next to it, and that created some kind of reverb effect. I've seen this movie too many times, but it's great. So, Cody, how old were you when you first saw the film? Um, roughly. Probably like middle schoolish. 
And then how many microwaves did you break in seventh grade, Cody? <laughs> I was honestly more of an Animal House fan at that time. Okay. So you you bought a ladder and <laughs> it, I didn't it, need to buy one. Dad already had one. To support Cody's claim, and I guess the people of Weird Science, NASA does in fact have a phone number. <laughs> I don't like think that's listed. the part that anybody was like yeah. calling baloney on. Will give it. Yeah, be. NASA has phone a phone number. number? Yeah, come right. on. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, give it. Be. You know, there. It's it's the customer service line. Which I mean, like, why does NASA have a customer service line? It's I guess like if you're trying to book, you know, tickets. you're not going to NASA. You know, for anything like you're not going to Mars. You need it for computer power. What if you're writing a book on the Apollo space missions and you need to conduct some research? You would have to get in contact with NASA, right? Well, uh-huh. well maybe you want a job with. NASA. I feel like it's more like you've. You've bought some NASA equipment, you know, and it's not really working like a microwave, you know, like what they used to put the woman in, you know. <laughs> I say we call this number on live air. See what happens. Yeah. Um, let's see. What, what's that, what else do we have? Maybe we could talk about how, like, John Hughes, we could even take it, like, holiday by holiday because John Hughes, in my estimation, owns two holidays. Without Christmas? a doubt, he owns Thanksgiving. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It's like the only Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, I want to talk about that one. Okay. Because, man, we watch that film every single Thanksgiving with our, you know, family. Like, my brother, my mom, my sister. It's just, like, a great, great movie, you know? (laughs) Um, It was uh, with Steve Martin, John Candy, Mm -hmm. um, a couple others. And it was, I don't know, it's just like, it's another, like, feel-good film um that i really enjoy and there's like so much to it that um i've learned over the last years what's your opinion about it i like it here's my take on why it's become such a holiday tradition it's got such a single-minded purpose two guys trying to get home that it's perfect to put on and then go back and forth like across the house like you can put it on and then go in the kitchen and work on the turkey and come back and still know what's going on your family can be like talking over the movie and if you miss 10 minutes of it it really doesn't make a difference because when you come back, they're still trying to get to Steve Martin's house. Uh, so I think that's honestly why it's endured so well is that like you can really jump in at any point and you can miss so much of it that I think that's why it's endured. Um, it's like made to be watched on TV. Like I can't imagine putting in the DVD of planes, trains, automobiles and like sitting down and watching the whole thing straight. Not because it's a bad movie, sure. but that's just like not how you watch it, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that um I think that it's just the Midwest vibe too of like, ooh, like you can kinda just put a warm blanket over you and like watch these dudes like like snow's falling and stuff like that and it's like, oh yeah, you know, they're just trying to get home and stuff like that. I it feels just so like cozy, I mm-hmm. guess is like the right word and I don't know, I've always liked it. And plus it's funny, you know? Yeah. Like those aren't pillows. It's his butt. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I've uh, I've never seen this movie before. Really? Yo, no. you should watch it uh, near Thanksgiving. It's pretty great. Yeah, I, I mean, Spider-Man One's a better Thanksgiving movie, but wow! <laughs> For um, the three minutes of Thanksgiving content, actually, the only well, what we watch on Thanksgiving is uh, Charlie Brown. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. we we do that too. Mm-hmm. We, we watch that, then I watch football the whole day. So <laughs> it's a good time. Um, I I think that this is probably like one of my. It, it, I think it probably goes this movie and then Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Nice. And then probably another film that we'll get to here on the list. But, yeah, no, I think that he kind of dominates, like, at least two holidays, uh, Thanksgiving and also Christmas, Christmas. you know, um, I guess which uh, we can get into here. Let's see. We got 
I guess three that I can name off the top of my head. There's Home Alone, and, Home you Alone know, two. and he's like the pro- producer, or did he, he wrote it? it. He wrote it. Might okay, have okay. It, but like primarily, he's responsible for writing it. There's Home Alone two, Lost in New York. I guess there's Home Alone, not three. Four. I don't think he was involved with that. But then there, he, that's the fourth one. Four, yeah. And there's uh, Christmas Vacation from National Lampoons, which is like awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. And that came out like a year before Home Alone. So I guess we can start with Home Alone because that movie came out 19, uh, almost nearly like 30 years ago. Yeah. Because Macaulay Culkin just turned 40, you know. <laughs> I just feel like feeling old or something like that. But he's dating Brenda Song. Yeah, I, I think that they're having a kid together. That's terrifying and amazing yeah that would be interesting this boat's rocking this boat is rocking how old is brenda's song she's probably like 22 no that's a joke i'm 22 (laughs) brenda's song oh as well her only uh her only thing on imdb is the social network i'm like wow she's been in a lot more than that wendy Wendy woo sweet life sweet life on deck that new that new but that netflix movie where she's getting beats up on Oh yeah, what? what was that called? I forget. There's like a Netflix movie. Where yeah, it's like just a Netflix on. movie where Brenda Song's rolling around in a wheelchair for like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> what? <Ooh. laughs> it's rough. Um, she was born in 1988. Home Alone was filmed in 1990. Ooh, this is problematic. <laughs> she was born <laughs> when? Culkin. It's only like well, it's like, Macaulay Culkin's yeah. only like what 10 or 12 in that film, so it's like a 10 year age difference. Yeah, that's not. That's too, not, that's that's not, not terrible. That's not too bad. Unless. <laughs> Unless, what? Unless the Macaulay Culkin is a time traveler. Where, where was that going? I don't know. I'm not really <laughs> sure. I like to think that all these films take place in the same Brat Pack universe. You know, Brat Pack I feel like Home Alone takes place on one side of town, and at the same time, Christmas Vacation is on the other side. I mean, but how do you explain when the actors go to the same things? Like when Macaulay Culkin's in uh, Uncle Buck. Huh? Yeah. Well, like a year. Maybe that was like Point a that. couple of years in like advance. Yeah, a couple of years and <laughs> then they that. changed their name. Yeah. <laughs> like something happened and we just don't know about it. Or maybe you know? he has a twin brother. I think that theory is worse than my Edward Norton theory. Yeah. I think my theory is great. I think you guys should stick to the text, man. <laughs> <laughs> stick to the stuff was, you know. There was like this huge thing. Uh-uh. I think it hit its peak probably with like Tumblr maybe. But just like for a couple of years, you could take any movie or TV show that had nostalgia attached to it and be like, theory, all the characters were dead. And it would just like blow oh, up. Yeah, like a thousand retweets, thousand favorites. Like that's all I see on social media. Because that's how conspiracy theories work. It's just like, oh, well, you know, you can just link this, bada bing, bada boom, whatever. It's like not how art, like you can't have a conspiracy theory regarding the plot of like a movie or a TV show. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, there's no way to like prove it or disprove it. Well, I think that um, a, a pretty unrealistic thing is that the robbers, Joe Pesci and the guy from the Wonder Years, <laughs> can't remember his name. Um, they're the robbers, and they get arrested at the at the end of the first Home Alone movie. Okay. Well, the second one, they're in New York City. Which is kind of like, it's pretty far away from Chicago. You know, the wet bandits is what they call themselves. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And Stinking, they just happen right? to be in the same exact place in Manhattan. Well, uh, Wes and I would like to correct you. Believe what? The sticky bandits. They become the sticky bandits in the second movie. Yes, they do. Oh, so the wet bandits and then the sticky bandits. They evolve the like, like a little <laughs> They do. Okay, so <laughs> it's the same thing. You know, sticky <laughs> bandits. Well, they're in the same area in this large metropolitan city, 
and they they want to kill this kid, you know? Yeah. And uh, no offense, why don't you just kill the kid? <laughs> they try to. He's yeah. too smart for that. Kill Macaulay Cole. Well, no, no, no. They're just, they ha- the, the first movie, they just have him pinned up against a wall, you know? because yeah, they wanted to torture him. It's like, oh, I want to break your little fingers and whatnot. Just shoot him. He was about to. Then old Shovel Man came out and knocked him out. Well, see, here's the thing, man. You know, like, Macaulay Culkin is better than Batman. You know what I mean? Like, this dude is... <laughs> oh, <laughs> hold your role there, fucko. <laughs> this dude is prepared for everything, every scenario that comes to him. He is ready to stop, bro. Who would want to fight, Macaulay Culkin or Superman? Well, uh, I'll, I'll give Wes this point, though. Macaulay Culkin's, like, seven years old in this movie. So if you give him 20 more years to mature sure. with his ingenuity, <clears throat> I can see him becoming a Lex Luthor-type character with the ability to outsmart and defeat Superman. So I take Macaulay Culkin. Kyle, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, what if what if Macaulay Culkin in this movie... I'm sorry, his name is Kevin McAllister. Oh, yeah, sorry, Kevin McAllister. Kevin, Kevin McAllister. Kevin McAllister. <laughs> what if he's just ignored by his family... For for so long in the in the first two films what that if his later entire family's dead <laughs> and his entire family's dead and then he realizes that he can create this guy named Cameron, right? And <laughs> yo, you know what's crazy? I actually did hear a conspiracy that he killed his whole family, <laughs> that he killed them, and then like he was just like harboring them, and then Joe Pesci and the other dude were like cops trying to break in and. Yeah. I feel, I feel like Kevin McAllister is the illegitimate son of this family. You know, he has blonde hair. Um, the mom has red. The the dad doesn't. <laughs> which I'm not I'm not really sure who these characters' names are, but I mean the McAllisters. Yeah, but like yeah. Mr. McAllister and Mrs. McAllister has the name. <laughs> it's like on Fairly Odd Parents. You never know their names. It's it's Timmy's mom. Yeah, Timmy's but dad. like, what if they just kind of keep him in the in the attic, you know, for for permanent reasons, just because it's the illegitimate son, you know? <laughs> I can see it. Mana son in here. You know, it cracks me up how like like how aggressive the mom gets whenever she forgets her son but it's happened like twice or did it happen three times it happened twice it happened twice it's child services man it's like dude <laughs> like why are you freaking out if like this is like what you do <laughs> <laughs> like this is like well the second one she kind of eases back a little bit because remember they're in the uh they're in the police station and then they're like i guess it's becoming some of a family tradition yeah, <laughs> but then, and then the cop is like they knock what on. is wrong with you people <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Because you they, can see her having a meltdown, man. Like it's just, it's, it, ah, I don't get it. They end up in Miami in the second one, right? They're Florida. Yes, because yeah, that was Florida, the original right? like yeah. plan they're for vacation. Florida, and got on the wrong because he followed another dude thinking it was his pops, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. got on the wrong plane to Manhattan. I, I apologize to all the Catherine O'Hara fans in the room, <laughs> um, because that is uh, who plays the mom, Mrs. McAllister, in both Home Alones. What's she was name? also in Best in Show, A Mighty Wind, Frank and Weenie, uh, other Christopher Guest films, if you're into that kind of stuff. so She's on that uh, popular show, Shit's Creek, right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't really watch that show, but I heard it's, I heard it's really popular. Heard yeah, it. she's pretty good on it. She's in the Adams Family, so... How about that? And that's uh, that's with a ch, by the way, viewers. Yes, listeners. I did not say a naughty word. No words were naughty. It was it's spelled very differently. It's a person's name. For, for the way that this this podcast is going, it's probably going to end up on Spotify. <laughs> We've oh, already mentioned sure. like child pornography. So. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said the d word at some point. Really? Oh man, we're gonna have to go. Thunderhead. Back. 
Um, hey, how about we take a quick break here and um, kind of readjust, maybe stretch out the old legs. Um, you've been listening to The Best Take here on 106.7 KZLXLP Maryville. When we come back, more John Hughes movies and uh, more to come. Stay tuned. Welcome back to another episode of The Best Take here on 106.7 KZLXLP Maryville. Oh, I just got done laughing. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, if you were to uh, make your own classic 80s coming-of-age movie produced by John Hughes, um, who would you have in it, and um, what would it look like today? You know? So um, we kind of uh, were talking, and it looks like we have a couple of ideas to, um, you know, who, if, if the uh, – if, the breakfast club was uh recasted who would we have in it and um if any of the other movies you know like who what would be different what would the style look like um we mentioned kind of before we started recording just how times have kind of changed um does anybody care to comment on you know just how these movies are a bit different from what we could do now you know well i think like one thing we talked about was if you were going to remake the movies you would have to do something big to differentiate them and the easiest way to do that would be gender bending or like you know changing the races of characters so it would be easy to make like judd nelson's character in the breakfast club a girl instead of a guy and you could make that or i mean it it might even be a little lazy but like you could use that to make some kind of point and i think that any film that they remade of his right now you would have to do that you know it's funny because i was was sitting here thinking i'm like um there is like a lot of a lot of uh, modern retellings of stories or classic stories um and they're all like super like dark and all like super like either CW or just like angsty in general. Mm-hmm. So like I think I would if we were to remake that, I definitely want to avoid that type of vibe. You know what oh, I mean? I'd like to go hard into that vibe. <laughs> I just I don't know. I just think like like everything does that nowadays. Like everything has to be like super bad serious and like you know, obviously it can be serious there's serious moments in the Breakfast Club, but it's not the whole thing isn't like grey and like dark colors the whole time and everybody's like, Oh No, <laughs> instead of instead of um Oh, d- detention. It's going to be a concentration Prison? camp. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus, Cody. Well, um, maybe not that. But, you know, we were talking just about 16 Candles, and there's obviously the character of Long Duk Dong, you know, who's this foreign exchange student um, who is a part of, like, Molly Ringwald's family in that movie. And it just kind of makes me wonder, like, can you imagine that that's pretty much what you're known for is to play this you're typecasted as this, you know, Asian character um, because you yourself are Asian and it makes the most sense and you're supposed to be overtly expressive and it's not, you know, it's, it just doesn't really look good, you know? <laughs> um, and I just can't imagine, like, what that'd be like. To, that was basically your legacy as, a, as an actor, you know? Um, so I hope whoever played that role got something more than just that, you know? Mm-hmm. But... If I were to recast um, The Breakfast Club, I think I'd have Zendaya. <laughs> would you play the Jude Nosa character? That's I don't know yet. Because I was going to have Tom Holland. <laughs> Tom Holland as the, uh, as the... As the nerd. Yeah, maybe. Here's my take. He's too cool. We reframe it. We take it outside of high school detention. This is mostly because I don't know any young actors. That's what I was gonna say. Like, this is kind of <laughs> tough to name like a bunch of like seventeen year old actors. I don't well, know then don't them. just do what they used to do and cast twenty nine year old actors. <laughs> okay, I'll cast forty year old actors. How about The Rock? <laughs> Kevin Hart. But I think you take. You have to find another situation where people are forced together. So I have two ideas for this. The first one would be like jury duty. 
And the second one I think is more entertaining but might be harder to make a comedy, which would be like a court-ordered rehab. And you get these people that are just absolute losers. Like, do you guys know the Kate McKinnon skits on SNL where the bar is closing and there's like two people left and they're just like <laughs> yeah. weird, yeah. gross people? Yeah. Like, get six people like that who all have this delusion that they're in this like, you know, breakfast club-esque, like, you know, they're like Ooh, making friends and this is important. And then you introduce just a really frustrated person whose job it is to wrangle these people. Somebody who's like kind of funny, like Adam Driver, whose job it is is to like try and get these people to focus and like do what they're there to do. But they're all like delusional and they're like making friends and like pouring their hearts out. <laughs> Adam Driver's like, guys, we have to convict this killer. Or like, guys, like, this is serious. You guys are in rehab, you know? <laughs> I kind of like that. I think um, I would still keep like the traditional high school setting. But just kind of reframe the character. So, like, my Molly Ringwald would be Zendaya. Mm-hmm. But my nerd would be uh, Jack Dylan Grazer. He's the kid from Shazam. And, oh, like, oh, yeah. cha- mm-hmm. chapter two. Um, uh, oh, uh, he plays a guy on Stranger Things. But I, can't, I've, I don't really watch that show, so I'm not really yeah, sure who um, that is. But Will? No. No, it's uh, someone else. But anyway, I think that he fit, like, the perfect, like, nerd character and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um for sure. I'm not really sure who I'd have as, like, the weirdo. Um, I would say Zoe Dejanel, but she's kind of older, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Who who would you guys have? <laughs> she's, like, 40. <laughs> who would you guys have as, like, the, the basket case? Uh, um, I haven't gotten that far yet. Honestly, I haven't watched the movie either, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess it doesn't make sense, so. So, yeah, the Breakfast Club, you need a nerd, uh-huh. a rebel, okay, a jock, sure. a cheerleader-type popular girl. Okay. And a, a crazy person. Right. Like, a goth girl would be the 2020 sure. equivalent. She just had, like, dark hair, and she is a kleptomaniac. Okay. For the cheerleader, I'm going to go Millie Bobby Brown. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like she could really pull that off. Um, a jock. I'll go the... No. Um, I don't know, <laughs> man. That's tough. Who's what? like a... Oh, Noah Contineo. Him. Oh, the guy from go. like all the Netflix movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I literally only know him because I want him to play Superman one day. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you know him? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't know him. I'm sorry. He knows him exclusively because <laughs> he wanted him to play Superman. Yeah, he saw him on the street. This guy. He saw him on the street. He <laughs> was like, "Yo, I want you to play Superman." Oh, no, literally, cool. I saw Here's him in contact that movie, info. and I was like, "Dude, I think you can play the anyway." Okay, um, or Hercules. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. What did I say? I said a jock. I said a cheerleader. And there's like a goth chick, right? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I have my basket case ready. Go for okay. it. Billie Eilish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's probably funny. a dope actor. I wouldn't be, or actress. I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly. She'd probably do it for free. Not to mention, Ali Sheedy, who plays the basket case in the original, has like four lines in the whole movie. So, like, even if she isn't a good actress, she all she has to off. be able to do is like. Look sad for a minute, and she's kind of proven that. I mean, she's done this for a living now, so yeah, yeah. Maybe she can sing. I don't know. Do you do do the cliche thing where you take somebody from the '80s original and make them like the adult? Yes. In the movie, so like the principal is now played by Judd Nelson. I think that's always the coolest thing for me. I don't know. I've always enjoyed that. You know, like that. that Uh, I think it'd be cool. <laughs> I think you could extend it. I don't even think you have to have like someone who was in the 80s movie. I think it'd be cool if just every adult in the movie used to be a child star of some sort. So like Daniel Radcliffe could make a good like principal oh, yeah. in The Breakfast Club. And nice. I think it would still be a fun tie-in of like 
dealing with teenagers in a teenage movie because he spent you know nine ten years of his life being a teenager in a teenage movie i mean i i went the early 90s late 90s early 2000s route of casting and just picked a bunch of 20 to 30 year olds okay (laughs) (laughs) so i have tom holland as the nerd I have Robert Pattinson as the rebel. Oh my gosh! Ooh. Dude, Robert like Pattinson's like thirty-five, 35 bro. What? <laughs> That's ridiculous, man. <laughs> Dude, he hasn't been a teenager for like twenty years, man. What? <laughs> Go ahead. Um, <laughs> for those you're of you listening, you're gonna be really happy about who is it I Brad cast Pitt? as Ferris Bueller. Is it Brad Pitt? <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, Zach Efron's the jock. Okay. Okay. I mean, he's uh, 30, but... Zoe Deutsch, um, the blonde from Zombieland. She's, she's going to be the cheerleader. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think that. Uh, Catherine Bigelow uh, from the Jumanji movies. She's going to be the goth. The newest Wait, Catherine Jumanji? Bigelow, like, the woman who's now a director and executive? No. Like, directed The Hurt Locker? The girl who plays Nebula in Guardians. Oh, that's not Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Gideon. <laughs> That's not Gillian. 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 Yeah, Catherine Bigelow <laughs> directed The Hurt Locker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll want her. <laughs> and I'll have Simon Pegg as the principal. Okay. 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 Yeah, that's cool. I think um, my principal probably would fall in the same as, like, Daniel Radcliffe. I kind of like the idea of, like, I don't know, Anthony Michael Hall a- as the principal, and then he's just, like, lost his groove. But then the kids get him back on track, you know? <laughs> like, that'd be kind of fun. He actually kind of did that. This is, really, like, really dorky. But, like, on the Goldbergs. Uh, he played the principal of the high school on the TV series The Goldbergs for uh-huh. a while, which takes oh, place wow. in the 80s. So, like, they kind of tried for that same vibe. But I think one issue is that he's, like, not nerdy looking anymore. Like, he looks like a motorcycle rider. <laughs> like, he is not as endearing. He wears, like, leather jackets all the time. Uh, so, like, I like Daniel Radcliffe or somebody <laughs> like Daniel Radcliffe because I think it would be more fun if they were, like, closer to the level of the students. You know what I mean? Makes sense. I don't know. That's just me. I don't know. I feel that, dude. I um, think, uh, well, I think for my, like, jock, I'd pick, like, Cole Sprouse, you know? Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Because he's not, like, a jock, but it's just, yeah. He could be, like, a cross jock. <laughs> I think it's because of the Riverdale reference. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Hear me out here. Someone who's, you out. Someone who's proven his ability to play someone much, much younger. He's too old now, but if you rewind 20 years ago, okay. and we're doing The Breakfast Club in the year 2000, uh-huh. for the role of Bender, Judd Nelson's <laughs> The Rebel, Michael Imperioli from The Sopranos, who plays Christopher Montesani. I think Montesani, is that how you say his name? These are too many Italian names. I don't know who we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like this 35-year-old guy that was playing a guy in his early 20s on The Sopranos. Jeez. He could pass... For, like, an old-looking teenager, and I think he would have killed it. Cody, do you want me to pull up a picture here? Uh, sure, because I, I was looking at Kyle's computer to see who he was talking about, and all that he has Googled at the moment is actresses young. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cody. I have Christopher okay. Moltisani pulled up. Sure. Yeah, very Italian, but I think he could pull it off. That's not like a but. Like, you can be Italian yeah. and, and be a great actor. I don't have anything <laughs> against Italians. Hmm. They're Italian, and he can pull it off. <laughs> you listen, are you listening, Robert De Niro? We are not attacking you. Oh, yeah, let's just de-age Robert De Niro and have him play every role. <laughs> oh, yes, I'd love that. Or even worse, like we just kind of like cut up the film, so it's just edited 
so that we have the original cast, but then it's like a completely brand new cast. But the irritating thing about it is like every time the camera switches over, you know, it's like the the other character, you know. Mm-hmm. So like one minute it's Molly Ringwald, the next it's Billy Eilish, <laughs> then it goes back to Molly, Billy, Molly, Billy. <laughs> I think that'd be a great idea. I've always enjoyed stuff like that, man. That's where I have. I don't know why. It's just very nice. <laughs> it's what? very like cheap. <laughs> like when they like have like um, if it's like a remake, then they have like the original characters or people who played the original characters oh, in the movie, okay. and they're like mm. kind of like doing stuff. I don't know. I just always enjoyed that stuff. Mm-hmm. What, let's pick a different film. Um, yeah. Who would you guys have for, like, weird science? Um, uh, Keanu okay. Reeves and the, dude, the other guy from Bill <laughs> Playing teenagers? Yes. <laughs> or are they, like, grown men who are, like... They're 60. God, we're, like, we're, like, almost 50, and we haven't found wives Dude, yet. they're 60. And they're Maybe there's around. another way. <laughs> uh, probably Finn Wolfhard, oh, okay. at least, for one of them. Yeah, for They're that. pretty much the same character, so it doesn't matter. Um... And then I don't, again, like, I don't know that many young actors, and I keep coming to Tom Holland because he's the only one I know. Finn, Finn Wolfhard and Billie Eilish. <laughs> Bill, the man, Bill just like a, a man. What about, like, 2011 Clark Duke? Do you guys know who that is? No. Yeah, I do. Clark yeah. Duke. He was yeah, on The exactly Office like, for a dude, while. He was, yeah, he killed that low-key. Yeah, he was on The yeah. Office for a while. He did the Hot Tub Time Machine movies. Yeah, man. Mm. I know. He's like he's 35. Still, dude, yeah. He still looks the same. He still dude. looks like yeah, He like really that, could so. play like a 19-year-old again. He's really good at playing like the dorky, weird guy. He really And is. then the girl would probably be like Elizabeth Olsen or Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson might be... I, I, I don't know. Is it Elizabeth Olsen? Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's something Scarlett Johansson <laughs> would like be really into doing. I, 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 think, it, weird I think it'd be system. like Kate Upton. Or what's the one? Oh, chick, yeah, Kate uh, Upton would work too. What's the one lady from uh, The Life? Um, what's that movie? Um, the Life? Nah, bro. What's with The Lifeguards? Baywatch. 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 Her. What's her name? Priyanka Chopra. No, no, no that's What's her name? She was wife, in Baywatch. Jonas's wife. I don't know. The, the tall one with the dark hair uh. and the blue eyes? Oh, Zantana. Whoa, that's her name? <laughs> No, it's that's who like oh, the whole DC community wants her to play. Oh, she was. Um, um I don't, uh, could you look that up for me, Will? I think that's the mistake we're making. Is that if we would truly want to do this in the spirit of an '80s movie, we're picking out like actors, and we need to be picking <laughs> out like former professional athletes <laughs> and like supermodels that's and true. people who aren't very good at acting. This I lady. thought about <laughs> casting Cam Newton as the jock in Dude, <laughs> <laughs> he's actually 30. Like, yo, can you look that up? Uh, what, what do you want me to look? The Baywatch movie? Um, Baywatch? The remake? Are you talking about the girl that was also in Percy Jackson? Yes! And True Detective? Um, okay. Not see. Pamela Anderson. Alexandria... Yes, Alexandria Daddario. 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 Yeah. I can see her being it, you know? Yeah, we're all mm-hmm. campaigning for her to be Zantana. <sighs> Don't lump me in. Who's we're all? DC fans. Okay. I'm a DC <laughs> fan, and I'm okay with her not doing that. You know what? <laughs> I think my my weird science cast would include Jim Parsons. <laughs> Is that the ultimate man? Like, these two girls get together, and they build the they ultimate man in a microwave, and it's Sheldon Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great, bro. Bazinga. <laughs> Hello? Oh, that's nasty. Like, this isn't what we wanted, but he's super smart. <laughs> um, okay. Here's a question kind of similar then. Out of the vacation movies, who is your favorite Rusty? Because uh, Leonard on The Big Bang Theory, I can't think of the actor's name, Johnny Galecki, mm-hmm. uh, played Rusty in one of the vacation movies. Do you guys have a favorite? Because they oh, change yeah. the children every movie. 
Oh, and the what? one, the girl from Vegas Vacation, bothers the heck out of me. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I don't know. Who, who's the girl from know. Vegas Vacation? I'll look it up. I couldn't really. I couldn't ever really tell the difference. I haven't seen uh, nothing ever, a real like deciphering. Marisol thing. Nichols. That's Audrey. <laughs> Randy Quaid's there. Yeah, he's he's in like all of them, isn't he? Um, mine was uh, Juliette Lewis in Christmas Vacation. I don't know. Yeah, I like Juliette Lewis. Who who's the uh, kid in Christmas Vacation? Hey, the that, boy. Is, that's the that's the one from uh, Cape uh, Fear, right? Cape Fear, yeah. Juliette Lewis from the the remake, the Martin Scorsese one. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, what's eating Gilbert? Gilbert Grape. Johnny Galecki from The Big Bang Theory was in Christmas Vacation. As that's Russell. His turn as Rusty. Russell, yeah. Rusty, not Russell. He calls him Russell. Uh, are you sure about that? Russellity. Oh, yeah? We'll rewatch it. All right. We'll see. We only have to wait two months. <laughs> only two months. <laughs> so what's happening in two months? Christmas time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that day. Gotta... I thought it was weird that they switched the kids. Like, Wes. Why? I mean, because it's been like three years, so they're like different ages now. And you oh, don't want I the guess. kids to grow. Wesley, 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 are you ready for my pick for Ferris Bueller? No, what are you gonna do? Are man? you ready for my pick of Dude, Fe- Ferris Bueller? Don't let it be Brad Pitt or like. No, I'm bringing somebody out of retirement. Tom Hanks. No, he's <laughs> not retired. <laughs> Tom Hanks made like five movies last year. You're right. Let's see. Who is old but still plays high schoolers, or at least at the peak of his career was old and played high schoolers? Morgan Freeman. All right, which Anthony Ninja Hopkins. Turtles actor is old and plays young people? Donatello. Uh, no. You're, Leonardo. You're, no, you're thinking wrong. You're thinking wrong. It's Tobey Maguire. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh Tobey Maguire, dude. What? Like the like, I love Tobey Maguire, but he is so stiff. Like that's his entire personality dude. is like being the most stiff. Child actor ever, Come and you on, put him dude. in like the freewheeling, smooth talking Ferris. Honestly, Bueller. if you if you campaign for him as Cam, I'd be okay with that. No, 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 he's Ferris Bueller. Honestly, <laughs> think about black suit. Okay, think about black suit Peter as Ferris. As oh, Ferris get, Bueller. get out of my face! <laughs> Shut up, Cody. <laughs> I'm not trying to see some pelvic thrusting. He's 30, man. He's way older than 30. He was 30 when he shot Spider-Man. You're right. He's 40, bro. Come on. You know how in like 2015 they remade Vacation? Yeah. As like a, with, uh, uh, with Ed Helms. Okay. Mm-hmm. I actually like that movie. What if what if good. Toby Maguire takes the place as Chevy Chase in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the most boring thing ever. <laughs> My hot take is that Chevy Chase should just keep playing Chevy Chase. Yeah. Like, that yeah. guy's still funny. And I know he's a horrible person to work with. I've heard stories about him, like, yeah. screaming at people and being, like, racist and homophobic. And I don't want to excuse that. Not at all. But also, he's, he's really funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that, bro. Dude's almost pushing 80. He's 76 right now. Yeah. He was super still good in Chuck, again. man. That's, like, an underrated Chuck, performance. Chuck, the TV show? The TV show. I don't remember him being that, in that. Yeah, he was, um... When was Ed, he in that? Um, he was, like, his father's rival. Chuck's uh, father's rival. Ed uh, Larkin? No. Hmm. Ted, Ted, uh... Ted something. Ted, um... I haven't watched Chuck since it was on TV, so... Yeah, yeah, no. He was, like, the... He was one of the major villains in that. He was really good in that, though. Because I, I hadn't really seen him play, like, a, an actual jerk before. So mm-hmm. it was, like, really dope. But Chevy Chase is... A bad person, apparently. But he's really good at acting and being funny. Well, that does bring up an interesting point because somebody did recently recast Chevy Chase, and that's that John Hamm is going to start playing Fletch 
in a Fletch revival. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar. No, uh, I'm not familiar. No. Okay, well, there were two. There was a series old. of Chevy Chase movies in the 80s called Fletch, and he was a detective. It's based off of a popular series of novels. And I'm not like, obviously, I've seen a lot of really weird, low budget, bad Chevy Chase stuff, but this is like one of his bigger movies. It's it's like a well established character, and they just cast John Hamm to like revitalize the franchise. So, do you think John Hamm could work in like Christmas Vacation? Honestly, I Maybe. could, man. John I, Hamm could work in just about anything. True. I mean, I'm like, I I don't want to say he's underrated, but I just want to see him in more stuff because like he's so convincing in almost anything that I've seen him in. Like whether he's being an absolute jerk or whether he's just kind of like a funny like you know snarky guy like he wasn't tag or you know what yeah. I mean like or just like a sentimental dude, but like. Him and um, I want to see him like as a superhero. I want to see, I want to see him as everything. Honestly, yeah, a dad. <laughs> that actually dope. makes me think. Like, um, who would replace like John Candy in all the all these movies? Don't even try, man. That's just yeah. my take. But John Candy's tough. like in the Parthenon. Is... I know, but that's what we're doing today. We are Kevin modernizing Hart. the things. <laughs> Kevin Hart. Yeah. Okay. What about okay? Not for all of the roles, but in like an Uncle Buck type role. Mm-hmm. Is his name Lil Ray Howard? A little real Howard, yeah. Yeah, I feel like he has the right personality to play. No, honestly, I can see John Candy in a couple different roles. I think tonally, the movie would have to change just because his comedic style is a little less. uh, What's the best word? Family friendly. White. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what I mean? And just you know, but But like he could be a dork. You know, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I can see it. Well, I see you doing a lot of research over there. What's going on? Okay, well, I was just looking through like Chevy Chase's 2000s work with film and i found snow day which was a film that we were supposed to watch as a group uh, yeah, snow day. you know for the with Josh we were, yeah for, <laughs> we were trying to watch but then uh we have uh stay cool and it's looking pretty appealing to me honestly um it is it's it stars winona Ryder, jeffy oh. chase uh hillary duff sean ashton oh. a guy named uh, michael polish Michael Polish, I'm, I guess he put himself in the film. Uh, Josh Holloway, John Cryer, and uh, yeah, Chevy Chase. So I don't know. Maybe I'll give this one a try. I mean, the real gem of his like late career dollar bin work is definitely Zoom, right? The Tim Allen movie. What was Zoom about? We had a Zoom huge conversation was... about this the other day in the apartment. Dude, Zoom is so good. Man. Zoom was about like this uh, superhero squad. Yeah, it was like a off superhero thing where mm-hmm. the main where Tim Allen had super speed mm-hmm. and had to teach all these loser kids how to make like, like a retired, little Justice right? League thing. He came out of retirement yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that? It's one of the most hilariously bad children's movies Dude, in my opinion. Honestly, he like, came out of retirement for Courtney Cox. Ooh. You know what's funny though? I actually like really liked that movie. Like growing up it was like something I watched all the time. Like, growing up, yeah, anything yeah. was a superhero. Honestly, though, I don't know if I've thing. rewatched it though. You should. Do you remember Courtney Cox's character Superpower? Was it like she had a superpower? She had. Well, maybe it was, was her. Like maybe I'm confusing the character. No, she has super breath. And breath. so, in and the very end, mouth, at the yeah. climax of the film, she uses it to save the day. Huh. And the young boy character uh, excitedly exclaims, "She blows! She really blows!" Oh yeah, we were talking <laughs> about that. Zoom tonight. <laughs> That's top notch, man. I mean, it's Cody's birthday. He gets to that, choose whatever he wants. That is. But... Uh, that is. Amazing screenwriting right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's some of the best dialogue you can ever get out of a child's movie. Sure enough, man. You know the budget for this film? Seventy-five million dollars. How much did it make? Resume. Box office is twelve million dollars. Oh what no happened? It that bad, bro. It's really. I mean, I agree. As a kid, I loved Zoom. But if you rewatch it over the age of like fifteen, it takes on a whole nother form. It's That's still really incredibly bad. entertaining. But it's the funniest movie to laugh at. How long ago did you watch it? 
who high school? Okay, cool. Like sophomore year, maybe. It was nominated uh, for a Razzie, Ooh. you know, Ooh. and then uh, Stinkers Bad Movie Award. Stinkers. Huh. <laughs> oh my god, that's fun. I think I watched it. I think I watched it like maybe like eighth grade, maybe last time. So it's been like seven, eight years, mm-hmm. maybe cool. like all the way through. And I still was like, huh, Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know, bro. Tim I gotta Al- give it a watch. Tim Allen's character used to have super speed, but he's kind of forgot how to use his powers. And now he can only move one finger really, really fast in a circular motion. So he has to, like, rehabilitate and learn how to make the rest of his body move fast. Because right now, all he can perform are super heroic acts with one finger. Yep. Like working as a blender or, you know, whatever else you can imagine. So anyway, um, <laughs> our new thing is uh, if somebody uh, says something stupid on the podcast, we get to bark. As <laughs> a group, um, we have a couple minutes left. Just some last uh, thoughts on you know the John Hughes films. Is there anything that uh, we didn't get to that you wanted to talk about? I'm saving a bomb for the last minute. Oh, okay. so come to me last, just like a bombshell. Okay. So save me for last. Well, shoot. I mean, I think that these were pretty good memories uh, from when yeah. I was a teenager and stuff. And like, I mean, I watched most of these when I was a kid, so Same. I really liked them. Yeah, I watched I think, most of them when I was a teenager. I think uh, I think they have a special place, man. And I think it's also important to just remember where where they happened at in time. Like times have changed so much since the mid and early and late '80s. So like, I mean, I don't know. Just a lot of the stuff is problematic. At, at the time, it wasn't, you know what I mean? But So we just got to keep it in that capsule, but still, you know, acknowledge what's going on in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no, a fun for time, sure. though, for sure. Um, I think that the only film... No, I think we actually got all to them. I mean, we were going to mention, like, Pretty in Pink. Have you guys ever seen that? Yeah. There's another one dude so, from uh, Two and a Half Minutes in that, right? Yeah, John Cryer plays Ducky. Oh. Ducky. Ducky. Like Luther. Um, <laughs> yes. And that they also play a Beatles song in there, so that's hey. fun. And then uh, I guess we had Flubber on the list. Yeah. Um, he wrote it. Yeah. I have it on VHS. He wrote it, yeah. I like yeah. that movie. It's a fun movie. Robin Williams is amazing as always. So. Oh, of course. It's all right. I mean, it's like a film I kind of forget about, but then whenever somebody brings it up, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that, you know? Flubber! Mm. Um... I guess, like, we really don't have much, so, Kyle, what's your bomb? Okay, I'm going to get barked at here. I do not get the appeal to Home Alone. I don't think it's that good of a movie. It's like a Tom and Jerry cartoon, and I never liked Tom and Jerry. Oh, Roger Ebert. (laughs) You know what's funny? I was with you until you said you don't like Tom and Jerry. (laughs) Because I can understand not liking Home Alone because it's kind of all over the place, but you, Tom and Jerry, bro. Well, it's just like, oh, man, that guy got hit in the head with a bucket. Oh geez, that guy tripped. Bro, it's 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 slapstick. The the John Williams soundtrack does not even make you tinkle a little, you know? I mean there's there's some warm aspects. I love the costuming and stuff. Like it very much evokes the costuming of Of course you would be the one to comment on the costuming of home alone well maybe that's too narrow what i mean what i should say is production design okay because the costuming the sets you know it's very nostalgic like it definitely is a time capsule of its decade um and so like i i like being put in that headspace I just don't think it's funny at all and so you get kind of sick of not laughing at the movie kyle when did you first watch home alone I've probably, I mean, I caught bits and parts of it on TV growing up, and then I sat down and really gave it like a full watch through 
couple years ago. Okay. Makes okay, sense. that's why. You didn't like, watch it when I mean, you are were you a well, you're like, a very critical man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like like slapstick stuff in general though? No, I hate it. Okay, that makes sense. Because <laughs> that's you, like this is like go to slapstick comedy. With I, you it would have had to been when you were six or something to enjoy it because you've been criticizing movies like they're all Scorsese films <laughs> since you were seven. I love really dumb <laughs> movies. <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't get I don't think it's funny when someone gets hurt unless it's like really clever, I suppose. But like I think it's hilarious. Who laughs when a guy gets hit in the face? I'm like, also what's a funny res- about that? I'm also a wrestling fan, so that yeah, could that's be, true. you know, but I do think getting hit in the face is quite hilarious. It's with a paint <laughs> bucket, man, and they deserve it, too. They got yeah. shot. They're the bad guys. He on the nail. They're trying to kill a kid. I like, hate ah. the nail scene. Mostly because, like, I'm really bad at stuff like that, like watching a nail go into a guy's foot. Oh, are you squeamish? Me. Really? Like... It, only specifically with things like needles, <laughs> that knives. That's not like an insult. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I get what you're saying, but like, just certain things set me off. So, like, stepping on a nail, yeah. definitely sets me off. I feel that though. Makes sense, yeah. man. Well, I guess Kyle will be excommunicated this coming this Christmas. But um, I will point out to you that they actually call uh, Rusty in the Christmas vacation movie. They call him Russell. When? So I will. I'll show you. <laughs> Show me right now on air. No, no, no. We got We only have you ten can't seconds just left. Say that. We have ten seconds think left. I'm wrong, we have ten Will, I'm seconds wrong. left. You are wrong. Okay. <laughs> you are listening to the best take on 106.7 KZLXLP Maryville. Kyle is dumb. Uh, we're ending the episode now.